Oh, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, this is the night that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Listen, <clears throat> Spark is back. And I know it's been a little while uh, since we have had Spark. Uh, we've taken a hiatus or a sabbatical, if you will. And I just want everyone to know how much we are grateful uh, and appreciative uh, that you have uh, connected with us tonight. And so take a moment and come on in. Everybody, we're only on our Facebook and YouTube campuses tonight. And I want to make sure that we are all connected because it's going to get good. Spark, a meeting of the minds. Now, we took a break for June, July, and August. As you know, it's been quite vigorous. Uh, and home, uh, we have we have transitioned from a family of three, a trinity, to a fantastic four. Uh, and as a result, Things have been quite a bit different, but nonetheless, the Lord is kind and we're grateful and thankful for it. Uh, listen, as you're coming in, I want you to share this experience, share this experience. We see your comments as they're coming in. Uh, Spark is always a time of intentional dialogue. It is also a time in which we share, in which we glean and we're able to grow one with the other. Uh, tonight, uh, we have some guests uh, who are part of our ministry family that have been a part of that for quite some time. And I wanted to do something a little different starting back since we've been out for a little while, whether you're listening on Facebook or on YouTube or via podcast, the kingdom of God is relationship, uh, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Therefore, it is important for us uh, to recognize uh, that God is relational and we must be intentional in the cultivation of our relationships. And for this edition of Spark, I wanted to go back in time a little bit uh, to the days when uh, the global ministry were very young and in very infancy, uh, when uh, I was much younger than I am now, Afro and all that. Uh, but uh, even in that, <laughs> I was not the youngest. Uh, my brother was, Pastor Joss, and so I'm going to ask him to come on. And then the Lord connected us uh, many years ago with uh, Dr. Var Kelly. And Dr. Var Kelly is an author. Uh, he worked with me in business and we did a lot of books together. We did a lot of things uh, in the work of ministry together. He was our strategist, still is our strategist. He's on, he's on all of our boards and stuff. Uh, even if he don't remember or know, uh, we will never let go of uh, Dr. Var. He uh, is a chemist by profession uh, and also has a dynamic uh, writing ministry uh, consultant, uh, just a, an overall brilliant mind. Uh, and we're excited at doctorate uh, in religious education from the uh, New Greater Bethel uh, Institute uh, and comes from a family of ministry gifts uh, and in ministry. And tonight our conversation is about legacy. So I wanna invite these uh, gentlemen on with me tonight so that we can share and grow together. Hey guys, how are you? Good, how you doing, Bishop? I'm doing fine, doing fine, Good. doing fine. And uh, Dr. Var, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. You all right, man? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's good to see you. you. He's got a black screen. You got a white screen. I got black and white. That works. <laughs> that works. That works. That works. Uh, but it's it's a, it's a great thing to see you guys. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've seen each other uh, mm -hmm. and, and been together. Uh, we have stories of services and uh, funny moments, embarrassing moments, things that have happened in church and uh, things that we thank God social media didn't exist the way it does now yeah. back then, uh, you know, and so a lot of stories that I share now, people think I'm joking, 
uh, were things that actually really did happen uh, years ago. And so we're grateful to God for that. But I, I wanted to just uh, lay a foundation and we'll open up in a word of prayer uh, talking about legacy. Legacy. It's a tremendous word, a very loaded word that means a lot to different people. Uh, and this has been a season of tremendous transition. And I want us to dialogue and engage. And I also want us to minister uh, to those who are listening in, uh, as all of us have experienced tremendous seasons of, of grief, of mourning, of loss, of transition, and also of faith as God continues to reposition and reimagine. You guys are also prophetic minds. And I wanted us to just take some time to engage on that. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you uh, for our time together tonight. We ask that you breathe on us, that you give us wisdom, for wisdom is the principal thing and all that getting get understanding. We bless you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. uh, in Joshua chapter six, uh, we find the memorial stones uh, the stones that are laid as a foundation, uh, and they are laid as a foundation so that when the children, the Bible says, uh, come and look back years from now, they would know that this is the story of what God has done. Now, uh, Dr. Barr, uh, you have uh, ministry experience, uh, and you're how many years, how many generations is it in your family? Oh, wow. It's um, actually... It's about one, two, I almost can say, well, it did skip a generation. It's three now, it's three living generations of, um, of, of ministry. Um, my great grandfather, really, he was a bishop. He was a bishop of um, the Church of Christ Holiness and to the Lord. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, wow. he was a bishop. Okay. Um, one of the he wasn't one of the founding bishops, but he did leave a lasting mark in the churches of Christ, holiness, and to the Lord. And then my uncles, my great uncles, they carried on in ministry. And then my father, my father was birthed, lived with my great grandfather, and then my father wow. continued the ministry. So yeah, we wow. we've been in this way in a while for a while. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, Pastor Josh, uh, you can speak for us. Uh, how many how many generations are in uh, our line? Let's see if you know this right. Let's see. Let's see. If not, I'll help you. Subject, <laughs> but father. Uh huh. On both sides, actually, both sides. Yes. Father. Yep. Father. Yes. Mom and dad. Then it's us. And then it's yes. just me. So I think it's, it's five. It's five on five on your mother's, five on our mother's side, four on our father's side. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the one thing I forgot to mention on my mom's side too, mm -hmm. there's a couple generations. Oh yeah. My mother's my mother's father, my grandfather, he was also a bishop as well, too. So there was no running. So where your where your color at, man? We 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 should we should get color. Need to change oh colors. It's it's the <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta put you down in some Episcopal training. We'll, we'll talk that's about good. we'll put that put that oh. conversation. That's that's the next podcast. We're on we're on a we're on, <laughs> this is a college of bishops. Look at that. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my capo. Yeah. So you know, but uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. And your grand your father passed in february right in in march march okay mm -hmm. see our grandmother mother kelly passed in february today's actually her birthday mm -hmm. september 2nd uh mm -hmm. she'd have been 81 uh, and we think mm -hmm. about uh, for our legacy uh and she passed february 15th mm -hmm. 10 08 uh, a.m and your dad in march and i i wanted to 
talk about that because you know uh, we have a, a an interesting way as people and as our people as our folk you know what I mean by that we have an interesting way of how we uh, commemorate life uh, and how we think about legacy and we have the tendency a lot of times can you guys hear me good yeah, we have yeah. the tendency a lot of times to uh, venerate people after they're gone uh, and then when they're around uh, it's kind of like oh they're here but you know they're you know, and then afterward, you know, we flock for their services. And and for me, I think that uh, as we are moving these last two years in this pandemic, we've seen so much loss. Mm-hmm. We've seen so much change. We've seen so many things that have transitioned. How have you guys uh, navigated that? Uh, you know, uh, PJ, you can start and then Devar. How have you navigated briefly? How have you navigated these this last two years? Because some people try to act like it didn't happen. But to act like it didn't happen is, is really not realistic, you know. Yeah. It did happen, you know. It's just like the children of Israel. You know, you can say all day long, we ain't going back to Egypt, but the wilderness really did happen. Okay. You know? And and so this has been a one of those wilderness-type seasons where, you know, things have been happening a lot. So how have you guys just been navigating all of that overall? That's a loaded question. Okay. Um, how we navigated... Uh, Grief, loss, that's kind of, that's the question. Mm-hmm. Um I I was talking in, in my in my podcast, I was talking about how um grief is something that comes, but it's like what Dr. Job told me, you have to ride the wave of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know, it's a difference between theory and testimony because Hmm. when you have a theory you assume you question you wonder like you know when uh, I remember when a bishop used to say you know when I was a boy preacher I was it was more theory preaching than testimony I remember you were talking about that (laughs) And, and it's funny because you hear those songs of God bring you through but they don't you don't really understand them until you go through yourself and you know having a theory but also testimony is knowing how to get through it you know because we always hear people talk about coming out the storm but we never really talk about the experience in the storm and being in a storm is very different from being out of a storm Understanding loss and grief is is trying to keep your head above water. <laughs> because two years ago, when you know losing one friend to a car car crash, <laughs> then eulogizing him, then talking to a friend of mine about you know losing that person, and then they pass away. So just dealing with that and then trying to stay encouraged, it definitely takes a lot of prayer. Takes a lot of trusting in God. And one thing I'm really, you know, glad about is that I've had people praying for me and helping me during that time because losing people and then trying to be encouraged during it and then trying to stay focused is very hard. But, you know, in our weakness, He is our strength. So even when we go through those moments, we're glad that God is there for us in those moments. You know, so 
So grief is heavy, but we also have the gospel. So we have good news to help us through the grief. Okay. Uh, Dr. Var, talk to me. Um, I, I like what Pastor Josh said um, about grief is um, because really when two years ago, when this pandemic and all of this stuff started happening, to be honest with you, that brought a level of grief um, because it was almost the death of who we are, what we can do. Mm. Um, and so um, the, I remember the first couple of months in my mind, I was like, okay, we can't go to church. We can't do this. We can't do that. You know, being in the pharmaceutical industry, I was considered a, 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 an essential worker. So it was work hard, work fast. You know, we got to get drugs out there, if you will. And so there was a level of grief because you really could not live life. You couldn't even go to church. And so after a couple of months of when dealing with this grief, I had just lost my Aunt Bernice and I had lost an uncle prior to um, COVID um, opening up. And so that was already hard. And then coming into another level of grief, I was expecting two, three months, you know, when this thing started, okay, we're going back to church. But as... Mm -hmm you know, things kind of moved along and I was like, God, well, what you doing, dude? Like, this ain't working, <laughs> like real talk. And I realized it's, it's, things are different. Uh, the business, if you will, of what we do and how we do life is different. That took a toll. And so once I had to acclimate to that, learning how to live life without being able to have that freedom that we're used to, mm -hmm. right. um, it, 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 it was hard because there were moments when it was just like, this is stupid. This is dumb. I, I had to take mental health days <laughs> from work, you know, mm -hmm. um, while I wasn't a nurse or a doctor in the hospital. It was the constant going and the safety precautions and having to uh, manage the people and their questions. It, it was hard. And then uh, leading up into this year, um, receiving prophetically that life was going to be different for me and my family with the mm. loss of my father. Um, having to embrace that maybe earlier, I don't know what the Lord spoke to other family members, but having to receive that and then have it confirmed even prior to the new year coming in um, made it, it was, I, I honestly believe it was God's way for all of us to kind of deal with it. Um, but it, it was, it was difficult. Wow. And, you know, you know, you, you just mentioned something that I think is also very important. You are looking at things not just from a spiritual standpoint, but also from a medical yeah. uh, dealing with medicine and and, yeah. and the rapid of the acceleration of everything that happened with that. So you you bring a lens that that is very unique uh, because mm -hmm. you have the spiritual side yep. and the scientific Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, if you're, you're a chemist background, because I remember when you did a book years ago called Faith Reaction, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's back in the day. And, uh, you know, just thinking through how to navigate faith uh, also in the midst of the seesaw of change. So uh, was your father uh, sick during that time period, or was it unexpected when he trained? My father, he was dealing with heart problems for some years. Um, okay. um, it was a valve issue. Um, and we had known he had valve issues even long years before, but he was fine. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe, maybe five years ago, he got the valve fixed. 
And um, I think I had just moved to South Carolina. I was in South Carolina for about four years. And so, um, so maybe let's say five years, four years when he got this surgery done, you know, even that year, the Lord told me that things are not going to be the same after this surgery. And so um, I received that from the Lord and I kept moving, progressing, knowing that my mm. father is still here, but he is going to be different. And I begin to see things change and I'm like, God, okay, I see what you're doing, but as long as I got my dad, I'm good, you know, <laughs> you know. But things begin to change. And so um, even uh, before uh, I received the prophetic word that um, he is going to leave this place this year, um, mm. it was. You received a word about that, really? Oh, yeah. I was in council. I had reached out to a good friend of ours, Bishop Cox. Um, and we You were, know, that's funny. Yep. Well, we'll talk. Wow. <laughs> that's funny because he was the one, first person. Mm -hmm. They mentioned that to me about my grandfather, actually. Wow. And, and, okay. and I'm going to be honest with you. I know this is a little sidebar. You know, yeah. I've always received of the Lord. You know, if they tell me so-and-so is sick, I would instantly go to the Father and I would ask him, well, is this unto death? Yes, and, I've done that too. Um, yes. He'll let me know right away or I'll wait mm -hmm. for confirmation and he'll let me know. Mm -hmm. And when Bishop Potts began to speak and he even kind of, you know, he eased it in. He was so graceful about it. And when he said it and I began to realize, I was like, oh, this man is serious. And I already know his prophetic gifting, even when it comes to that uh, death. Um, yeah. I said, OK. And um, I spoke to a cousin of mine, one of, well, one of my best friends. And he, too, had received of the Lord that the family was going to change again. He, his mother was mm -hmm. the mother of my aunt that passed away before COVID. And, wow. and so I knew Prior to January coming, I knew that things were going to change. So even when I came to visit mom and dad in uh, New York in January of this year, I, I already knew. Mm. Now, now let me ask you this, because me and me and I should talk about this often. Now, even though you knew you were mature enough not to go blabbering out, somebody going to die. Yeah. Right, okay, okay. I, I couldn't because oh, everybody so. couldn't handle it. Um, there you go. And I had to process it myself. And and even in this, I saw the hand of God. Even mm -hmm. in this, I saw God just how he just worked things out, even among my siblings, my mom. It mm -hmm. was even in that I saw God's grace and how he took mm -hmm. them from here. Now, you see, I, I want I want us to emphasize because there are many who are listening who are hurting. And uh, a lot of times the Lord will share things and show things. Mm -hmm and speak to us in certain ways. Uh, and we sometimes are not yet ready to fully hear it, uh, ready to uh, receive it, accept it, or even acknowledge it. So we sometimes hit the now, or that could never be me. <laughs> uh, and see, one thing that I, I've, I've come to grips with and understanding uh, is that God in his infinite wisdom, if you really pay attention, he'll show you things. Oh, yeah. He'll show you things. He'll show you things. And, and they're always context-specific according to the person, mm. which will give you insight, will give you direction concerning how to navigate. Now, at the beginning of this year, one of the things Spirit of God said to us as a house for 2022 was that he was making all things new, mm. that it was going to be a year of new things. You remember that? Uh, it's going to be a year of new things and that things are going to change. 
that, that we were going to do things differently, that we were going to move from particular ways of how we did things into new things, into new areas, into new arenas. And so sometimes, you know, when you hear something like that, it doesn't process that when something new emerges, yeah. something old has to leave. <laughs> One thing exits so that something else can enter. Uh, and so we have to have that process and that ability of learning how to let go so that we can allow God to let come. Hmm. And, and there are some things that will only come uh, once something has exited. Yes. You, 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 I, there's something stirring in you on that. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Go ahead. It's, um, you said all things new. Yeah. And that matches with uh, the house word received, even when I was going to a church down in South Carolina, manifesting the promise. Mm. All things new manifesting the promise. Each of mm. those deal with the transition, if you will, of the Moses pa uh, Moses passing away and the Joshua stepping into mm. place. And mm. the manifestation required that something die so mm -hmm. that something new can come forth. And mm -hmm. so even in the midst of COVID and, and it took a lot of great leaders um, yeah. It was necessary um, when I began to realize the pattern of what God was doing. He was transitioning, not because um, I want to take these people away, but it was time for that remnant, this new generation, to this yeah. new spiritual generation to come mm -hmm. and stand up. And hence you saw the transition. Oh, yeah, it's hurtful. We lost a mm -hmm. lot of great people, whether it was COVID or not. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing the elevation and the continual elevation of people who it's saying, essentially, it is time now to mm -hmm. come forward. Joshua, um, Moses, my servant, is dead. Be thou strong and courageous. Go in and possess this land. So mm -hmm. it, it's really, um, God is so strategic and he never really, if you look at his pattern, he really not going to change much. He already says, I change not. He already said that. Mm -hmm. So if we look at the word of God, the pattern is really already there. Hmm. That's just, how, is the, how, well, how are you sensing well, from what we're saying? What have you gathered? And how has the Lord uh, ministered to you and, and just revealed things to you uh, during these last two years and even this last year in regards to transitions, in regards to shifts? Uh, because there's a lot of shifting going on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I remember when um, you had me attend some Zoom meetings during 2020 when um, Sophia was, was being born. And I remember when uh, each Zoom meeting I would hear some people during the pandemic would say, you know, why is this happening? What's going on? Why, 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 why? And one of the times that I was on the Zoom and I said, maybe we're asking the wrong question. Instead of asking, Lord, why, Lord, why? We should be asking, Lord, what are you up to? Mm -hmm. Because when we see that shifts are happening, change is happening, God is up to something. And we may not know what it is, but we just have to step out on faith. And usually people say, you know, faith is like walking the staircase. But I think, honestly, when we look at the pandemic and for the last two years, this faith walk has felt like a tightrope. Hmm. Hmm. Where we're hmm. like walking on a tightrope and we just like trying to stay flat-footed so we won't fall. And I think that 
when we see all these changes happening, there is something that has to come. Mm-hmm. And I remember when uh, I had to go changing some locks on the door in the house, and uh, someone said to me, they said, the new keys are going to be for the new door. They said, old keys can't open new doors. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is that there are new doors that we have to walk into and we can't use old keys that we had before. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking to someone the other day, I said, the pandemic has, one thing it has done is it has cut out the need for fluff and entertainment. And it's opened a door for hunger, for wisdom and understanding. Mm. Very good. I like that. What we need today is wisdom. What we need today is not trying to do things as if the pandemic is non-existent. But when we look at, you know, the 1920s, you know, 100 years ago, during when they had their Great Depression or when they had their, they had their crisis, the one thing that they had that we have is the Lord. So no matter what era we're in, no matter how much technology advances or no matter how many, you know, platforms are being created, we still have God who is with us regardless of what crisis is in front of us or what transition we're going through. And what we have to understand is that in the midst of transitions, we have to understand that things are changing, things are moving, and we have to move forward with the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. That uh, I can really say about Bishop is that always getting me out of the habit of loving nostalgia. Because I can honestly say that I love nostalgia, but with the pandemic has showed me that you have to get out of what you think is normal, what you think is the, you know, the acceptable thing, but realizing things are always moving forward. Yeah, yeah. you know. It's 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 uh it's it's refreshing to hear you guys because one of the things that I'm noticing, uh, especially now where we are, is that we have the propensity sometimes to solely focus on where we've been. Mm-hmm. And you know, you hear people constantly saying, I, I, I know we had an agenda, but I just want to uh, shift a little bit and then we'll uh, uh and then we'll close, we'll, we'll, we'll cap it in just a few more minutes. But what one of the things that we see when God says, Isaiah, behold, I will do a new thing, can you not know it? Uh, we're gonna see it, uh, rivers in the desert, waves in the wilderness, you know, all of these contradictions are in the text, okay, rivers in the desert, waves in the wilderness. And and what what I really sense is that, despite all of the chaos, uh, there's a clarion call from the Spirit of God. Deep calleth unto deep, the deep in God calling to the deep in us. And I, I think about how a decade ago, it'll be ten years next year, when my grandfather passed, and uh, that 2012, when I was praying into 2013, uh, I kept seeing this kind of hazy on this kind of darkness type thing mm. and 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 i now understand what was coming but one of the things that spirit of the lord said to me at that time was greater grace and greater glory 
greater grace, greater grace. So I'm thinking, you know, the glory of the Lord, hey, you know, phew, you know. <laughs> so I'm thinking that it's going to be, so yeah, 2013 going to be a great grace and great glory. And we went up, you know, and, and we went up and, and went down like a wet balloon when everything came <laughs> out a couple of months later. Okay, because it was a great, it was great grace, but it was, it, and it was glorious, but it was a lot of grief involved. Yeah. And, it, and it reminded me of Isaiah 6, when the year came as I died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. So yes, there was a glory that came, but that glory came at the behest of a grief, at the behest of a loss, at the behest of something that was removed so that that illumination, revelation, and ultimately transformation could emerge. And so I, instead of not just looking to the foundation, because we all have heritage and lineage, and lineage for those who are listening is not just biological, That's it's right. also spiritual, okay? Mm -hmm. it's, it's the ability to have what was imparted to live on in and through you in your walk with God. But uh, now, now shifting gears toward the future, what do you guys sense about uh, where God is taking us, uh, where he's calling us from where we are now uh, in for these next, now that we're coming out of these two years into these next two to three years, what are some things that you're sensing in the midst of all that's been going on, uh, prophetically, if you will, uh, in regards to the Dr. Var? <laughs> oh, why do you have to start with me, man? <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting because I, like you said, um, new things are coming. Um, and what's happening um, is separation is, is happening on the level of submission. God has always wanted us to submit, but the requirement mm. for now, it's almost like we're all in the Garden of Eden right now. And mm. this is the moment where purpose is finally going to meet up with many of us. And so are you willing to do what God is saying? The level of submission that is required now, if you don't do it now, you could miss your purpose. And so it becomes mm -hmm. imperative that we not only submit to God um, as a church, but really as individuals, because now he's trying to pull those individuals up to what he called us to be in eternity. He's already marked us out to be this and that. And so now for many people, this is the moment that you must submit. So that way the full manifestation of what God has said in eternity manifests. Now, when it comes to the church, the church, um, if, yeah, I'm going to say it. I said it to Bishop um, when we were chatting, but I need to say it publicly. If your church has not changed during this pandemic, whether how they do services or um, how they carry out the business of the church, how they approach different things, um, that church is going to suffer some loss. Oh, yeah. And so it is really time that as churches, as uh, leaders, as pastors, they need to be looking to transition their church. I'm not telling you to change doctrine because doctrine is not going to change. If anything, doctrines of the church are even, uh, in fact, more important now um, to lay hold of the foundation. Yes, but the change of the church, how we carry out the business of the church, the spirit of the church is not changing. But how we go about evangelizing women, souls to, the, uh, to Christ, um, it's changing. And if you are not in the midst of changing, We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, you said sing prophetically. I think what what I see in the future is people leaving the 
fog and the misrepresentation of what God wants and going into what the Lord really wants to do in the future. Because I think that we've seen all of, you know, the different things that are in the house of the Lord. We've seen all these different things in the marketing and, you know, the nice representation and music. And I, I think people are going to see in the future, going to really want a real move of God. I don't think people are going to come to try to be fancy, try to come for the for what happened pre-pandemic. They really want a real move of God. I see that there's going to be like a hunger, a strong hunger for doctrine, a hunger for, you know, for understanding the word. And what we have to, what we have to understand is that God is doing something brand new. And if we try to hold on to what happened before, it's not going to be able to work. And I think that now is the time for the church to stand and be firm in what they believe and what they yeah. and what they think in their minds and hearts when it comes to the Lord. It shouldn't, you know, it's not in the future. It's not going to be any. Well, what about this? So what? No, it's going to be either either it's going to be God or man. It's not going to be an in between or any mixing. And I think what we're seeing now is the unraveling and the unmixing mm. and things of that. Now we're seeing that even now as people are now questioning and having questions and because we've seen us, you know, we've seen people say, you know, God's going to do something amazing. And the pandemic came. <laughs> so this came unexpectedly. And now people are asking questions of what we have to do is be prepared for this even, you know, even with, you know, the mental health even unraveling and, and different mm -hmm. things breaking all of the things that I see a great breaking, not like everything, everything was built up and great, but the pandemic broke every single sector of society, whether it was pharmaceutical, whether it was church, whether it was business, the rules are changing. Everything mm -hmm. changed. And we have to be prepared for not only the good things, but also the bad things, because when a crisis mm -hmm. comes, it, it, it attacks every single thing, your mind, your body, your soul, everything changes when a crisis comes. Mm -hmm. It's like when um, I was reading in the 1930s, it was something called the Dust Bowl, when uh, it was <laughs> something that destroyed the crops and destroyed, and there was a lot of trying to rebuild and trying to find solutions. Like, we're going to have to deal with that as the body of Christ. The people coming to the church saying, I thought God is a healer. I caught COVID. Mm. We're gonna come saying, you know, I thought God is a waymaker. I lost my job and I'm about to kick of my apartment. So th there's a lot of questions that people have. Like mm. sometimes they ask me questions and they're like, what's your thoughts on this? And I have to really say, how do I answer that without giving them a quick churchy or funny, cool <laughs> answer? So we have to mm. look at how do we understand someone, even from just a personal, like, you know, Maybe me praying for you can help you. Maybe, you know, you just reading a, a one verse of scripture. But what people need today is a real touch from the Lord. Yeah. Not gimmicks or games. Well, I think I think you I think you both are saying something that's very important. I think it's a time of spiritual formation. Mm. And spiritual formation requires maturity. You see, questions are not a uh, 
a questions are not uh, the denial of faith. Questions are an invitation for faith. Yeah. And a lot of times we have to reframe how we see Thomas mm. because we, we, we have quite mm. a bit heard, you know, referred to as doubting Thomas. Yeah. But when you really think about it, I heard James K. Smith talk about this. He said that uh, doubt wasn't so much so uh, the denial of faith, but it was an invitation. And, and so he says, in a world that we live in today, we're all Thomas now because yeah. we're asking to show us the wounds. And in a wounded society like this, we need the wounds of the savior. Hmm. So that way uh, his wounds are able to heal the wounds that we see in front of us. And so uh, what I really believe in my prayer uh, is that, uh, that this would be a time in which we not only uh, engage dialogue, but that we diligently uh, are intentional about community uh, hmm. and receive the word of God uh, whether it is uh, local or geographical in the scope of our ministry, we're touching people now that we never would have been able to touch yeah, uh, right. outside of the pandemic. We have people that are part of our ministry and we are intentional about cultivating community uh, in that. And so one of the terms that we've adopted is uh, you know, hybrid uh, ministry uh, in a hyper-connected world, a world that has many different nodes and different uh, touch points that are happening uh, and, and being able to minister to that and speak to that. And for someone that is listening as we get ready to wind down, uh, you may be personally uh, trying to figure out, well, how do I navigate loss? How do I navigate grief? How do I navigate change? And my recommendation with wisdom to you is to lean in, lean yeah. in, uh, embrace right. the uncomfort, the discomfort, the fear, the frustration and know that everything you're feeling, uh, God understands. And lament is biblical. Being mm, able to that's right. To wrestle with the frustrations, to wrestle with the disappointments, and to also know that even in those moments, uh, you're you're being perfected, and He, by uh, the Spirit of God, is leading you and bringing you into a more inspired viewing point. As we get ready to close, uh, brethren, if you want to just share a word to encourage those who are on, a word of wisdom, Pastor Josh, I'll let you share. If you have anything else on your heart, and I want you to uh, come in and then I'll cap it with that. Um, word of Proverbs 3. You know, Proverbs 3. You know, Trust the Lord for your heart and lean on your own understanding. And we quote that scripture, but that is something that you have to constantly say in your mind. Mm -hmm. You have to trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. You have to believe in Him. You have to love the Lord for what He continues to do. You have to focus on Him. And I just want to encourage people to focus on the Lord. You know, He's someone that can heal you, He's someone that can deliver you. That's what you need is to focus on Him. Bar. Um, definitely, um, I'm reminded of the scripture, casting all of your cares upon him for he cares for you from first Peter. Um, it is very real. Um, and so if you're going through trouble, grief, regardless of whatever it is, casting your cares upon the Lord is going to get you through. Um, I like that Bishop uh, said, lean in. You do need to lean in. 
lean in and then cast, literally toss that thing and throw it to God. Um, if you can do that, if we can do that, then you're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. and We're going to make it. So another pandemic can happen if it wants to. Monkeypox can go crazy and do anything or whatever. But you lean in and then cast that thing. And when I say cast it, you are literally taking that thing and you are spiritually throwing it at God so that way he can deal with it. I, I echo the sentiments of all that you guys have shared. I want to encourage all of you, uh, not only uh, as it pertains to leaning in and letting go, uh, but it's healthy in community. Uh, grief counseling is very healthy. And, and you want to be able to articulate and share with others who are professionals uh, in doing that. You don't need a bunch of Job's friends. Uh, yeah. you, need, you need some professionals who can carry and walk with you uh, and understand where you are. I was telling this, Josh, when, when things had first hit on our family, and, and I'll say this even tonight, you can't expect people to give you what they simply don't have. Uh, and sometimes when it comes to grief, when it comes to loss, unless you've been there, you really don't understand it. And so I want you to understand uh, that God knows where you are. He sees where you are. And yet he invites you to say, come to me. Uh, and, and even in that, come to him. Uh, you know, Josh, what is that, that verse when he says uh, in, in Matthew's gospel, oh, yeah, come unto me. Uh, come to me all the day, but now. Yeah, Matthew, say it again. Matthew 11, verse 28. Yeah, I want to read that in the message before we go, because I love I love how Eugene Peterson oh, in the message talks about it. Uh, and he says it like this here. Uh, he says it like this. I want to read this uh, really quick in, in your hearing. Uh, so somebody say, you didn't read no scripture tonight. Here's the scripture. <laughs> Matthew 11. Uh, and he says here, verse 20 through 30, are you tired? Hmm worn out, burnt out on religion, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Mm. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. When everyone in the sound of my voice, if you can, unless you're driving, or working, I don't want you to look weird. I lay your hand on your heart, if you will, and just even say right now, Lord, I receive your unforced rhythms of grace. I receive the unforced rhythms of grace. Thank you for your grace touching my heart, touching my life, touching every area. Following the name of Jesus, I thank you for stretching your hand to heal tonight. I thank you that while we commemorate, we thank you for legacy, thank you for the life of Mother Kelly, the life of uh, Pastor uh, Kelly. Uh, from the redeemed church of christ we thank you for the life and legacy of so many who have lost loved ones so many have lost relatives spouses persons in these last two years uh and i pray holy spirit that you would comfort hearts tonight that you allow those who have uh been holding on to sackcloth and ashes to mourn to grieve and also give them the grace to move forward moses my servant and now arise and move forward into the promise lord i thank you for bringing us, bringing us into the place where we're going to possess the promises. We're not going to sit on the premises, but we're going to possess the promises. 
And we give you all the glory for it, the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for sparking us, igniting us tonight. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, listen. Amen. We pray that you have been encouraged. Uh, we will resume our sparks every first Friday. Well, I thank our guests tonight for coming on with us. And I want you to know that we are here for you. If we can be a blessing as a ministry to minister to you, uh, uh, let us know. You can go to our website, globalfinenow.com. Contact us. Let us know that we can pray for you. We can encourage you. If you need a word of encouragement, a word of wisdom, you can text uh, 844 Five nine seven zero four two one. There are ways that you can stay connected with us so that we're able to speak a word of wisdom and encouragement to you. So again, the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause His face to shine upon you. May His countenance be with you and may He give you His peace. I want to thank you, Dr. Barr, Dr. Josh, for being on with us tonight. And I want you all to be encouraged. Welcome to September. And may this be a September to remember. Globalists, we are. Fires will be great. Ministries, what they do. Expect greater. Have a